And we welcome you to the Tuesday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. Although I guess I generate the vast majority of ideas for the morning show and the guests that I invite into the program, uh, I do welcome the ideas of my boss, General Manager David Cole. And this idea was his, and I think it was a great idea. Uh, he was noticing uh, while covering a recent meeting of the Racine City Council that there was actually a mother and son both sitting on the city council, which is not something we see every day. And uh, so he thought it would be kind of interesting for us to meet these two city council members and find out more about them and, and also find out a little bit about what drew them to want to serve the city of Racine in this capacity. So the mom in this equation is Melissa Capralian, who is on the Racine city council and also a member of the Racine County board. So she's actually in a position to kind of talk about governance uh, in, in two different ways uh, or on uh, two different levels and uh, the cooperation that occurs and maybe sometimes the competition or tensions that can also perhaps be uh, exist between uh, city and county government. Uh, the son in this equation is C.J. Rouse, who is a member of the City Council, and I am excited to uh, learn about both of their stories and their story together. So, Melissa Capralian and C.J. Rouse, we welcome both of you to The Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Good to have you here. Uh, Melissa, since you're the elder statesman of the two of you, although not that elderly, not as elderly as me, certainly, <laughs> uh, I wonder if we can start with you with just a fairly brief sketch of your history in public service and in public office, if you will. Uh, sketch for our listeners uh, just a little bit of that background. We'll dig into the details later. All right, no, I'm happy to share and I hope I can put some type of illustration in those minds of kind of how uh, the past decade has been for me. And uh, I've always been attracted to uh, giving of myself and helping others. I really felt the fulfillment inside of myself when I extended myself. So within that work of doing so, when I bought a home uh, over on the north side of Racine, I got involved right away with uh, putting together a newsletter for my, my neighbors. It was my way to introduce myself, but feeling the benefit of uh, others getting to know them. And uh, I got involved in Neighborhood Watch. And from there, I started doing listening sessions in the community and such. And I think that's where I got the attention of the alder at the time, which was David Mack. And uh, he had served about 10 years on the city council. And uh, in his wisdom, he realized that new ideas and new people should take place after a while. And uh, he reached out to me and asked if I would consider running. I have never, had never followed city politics or local politics or politics in general. And uh, it, I, I hesitated and I thought, I asked advice from others and uh, it was through them that they said, you know what, you know, trust in what somebody sees in you and uh, move forward. So that is what I did. I got involved in somebody that what actually was the statement that really triggered the moment where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. When somebody says, this is just an opportunity to get your note, get to know your neighbors. And I was like, oh, 
that's what I've been trying to do. That's fantastic. So uh, that led the path of um, becoming an elected official and then extending from the city to the county. And that happened when I was sitting on the city council in my first uh, go round, I had uh, realized that our municipalities, our surrounding municipalities, didn't always have the best relationship with one another. And we were really isolated, not to 100% for the most part, isolated in silos. And um, I really didn't understand that. And so I felt like I needed to get in that umbrella and that was the county. So after two terms on the city council, I left for the county. And then sitting on the county board, I realized the youth, the youngness, I shouldn't say youth, but the, the youngness of the city council. And uh, there was a lot of people who maybe didn't have that history or that understanding of, um, um, I don't, I don't want to say total understand. Everybody brings forth their own understanding, but just how certain local government can work more efficiently. And so I thought it was a good opportunity with um, Alderwoman Jen Levy leaving um, after a discussion that I could bring that wisdom back and what I have gained from the county to better serve the population around me a little bit better. So Fantastic. Are you originally from Racine or did you locate here uh, at, at some point in your life, maybe for work or whatever reason. I am originally from Racine and my ancestors, uh, Armenian, uh, my Armenian ancestors too landed in this uh, location. And so it kind of starts from there. Very good. It's a vibrant community that certainly uh, of, of Armenians. Yes. So, so CJ Rouse, was it just absolutely inevitable that you would, in a sense, following your your mother's footsteps not that you aren't your own independent person capable of your own decisions but i mean how much of this is about kind of following the natural flow of your mother's own example yeah i mean it was inevitable i was wanting this since i was in middle school early on um not necessarily knowing that i would want to be on the council as well but the idea of giving back, finding fulfillment and joy from helping others that that came from early on from likely all the time spent with my mom and all the things she was doing. I think the reason why it led to running for office was first some early impactful decisions that got me to see how important those local officials are. Um, I talked about this at the council meeting last night, but very early on, my mom fought and got past equal rights for domestic partners in the city of Racine when it came to like insurance and benefits. Um, and it was a struggle. And I got to see some of my former teachers come after my mom and my family over that one issue. But something like that happening that early on has been so impactful to me now, reason why I'm comfortable in my city, reason why I'm comfortable moving forward and more optimistic about what's to come. It's, it's a community here. It really is. And a lot of us struggle, my family included. We struggle to just get by on the means that we have, but we find strength and support in our family and our neighbors and in now in our local government. Very good. Um, I'm curious about what work each of you do uh, I mean, in terms of kind of nine to five, your professional lives and how that impacts uh, this other work that you do. So Melissa Capralian, do you work outside the home? And if so, in, 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 in what sector of the economy and uh, what is that experience? 
how does that experience align with the work that you you do in terms of public service? Greg, thank you for asking that. Uh, I have always entered into the nonprofit world, helping with community outreach and just recently business development. I am also a student as well. So I'm always looking for opportunities to learn and to grow, but I do gravitate towards those roles that um, where I'm allowed to engage with the community and to build it. So uh, so the answer is yes, and I serve just like uh, before this uh, started, this uh, interview started, uh, CJ had mentioned that I do serve on many boards and committees, and he is accurate with that. So my time is pretty well spent in the community. So Very good. How about you, CJ? Do you have a so-called day job that you have to uh, sandwich with uh, also the, uh, the uh, obligations of serving on the city council? Yeah, well, my days are certainly busy. Um, the pandemic kicked me out of my job, but that's fine. I'm a full-time student at that. Um, I'm able to spend more time and take care of my kids, which is nice, and really get out in the community and spend a lot of time in my district, which my kids love to help me with. Any day we can get out there, we're out there walking around, picking up garbage and saying hi to our neighbors. Very good. So tell us, uh, uh, our listeners, uh, a bit about what it means to sit on the city council and in general, uh, what kind of responsibility that that represents? Um, what, what does it mean to be a city council member? I'm actually gonna allow uh, CJ to take the lead on this one because uh, he's got these fresh eyes and uh, I, I can go ahead and follow up with where I sit sitting for over a decade. Sounds good, CJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think I see it as a two-part job. Um, one, we are the, the community liaison. We're, we are the representative. We're the person who is supposed to know our community. We are supposed to know how these decisions that we make impact them. And if we don't, we need to ask the right people. And we need to educate ourselves because each meeting we have might contain 20 items that impact all different areas of the city. So it's our responsibility to know that to a best of our ability and beyond by asking other people for help. But also we are to be an opening and unwelcoming neighbor. We have to know our constituents. We have to be able to bring in the humanity and talk with them, communicate with them, even those who may not agree with us. There's people who don't like us already, but if we can speak with them and understand why they have that frustration and give them some sort of communication, that's usually all that they want and all that they need. And they're looking for somebody to really represent them. Very good. Melissa, you want to add anything? Yeah, that was uh, very well said. And uh, he's uh, absorbed it in many ways that I agree with. Uh, the only addition that I would add to that is uh, we have to, our responsibility is really understanding the pulse, getting the pulse of the community. And with that pulse is really also sensing the direction and the vision of the future, thinking beyond yourself and in that moment in time. And uh, this goes along with kind of my philosophy as being a mom as well. So 
you, you realize as soon as you have a little child growing inside you, you're no longer living for yourself and you have to start modeling a certain way. So when they grow and they have to start making their own decisions that, um, you know, hopefully they're, they're doing so responsibly and beyond themselves. So I realize being on the city council that the decisions that we make at our meetings go beyond that meeting and the connections we make with the community members go beyond just that instant connection so it can be generational and it can be building pride that lasts beyond that moment so uh let's stick with you melissa for a moment but cj please join in uh melissa could you give us a, a sense of kind of the scope of the city council's responsibilities uh, as a body not so much the work that each council member is responsible for, but as a body, uh, what sort of falls under the auspices of the city council? Over yeah. what matters do you have some sort of authority and what is the extent of that authority? Well, let me just first answer it very simply by stating that with our responsibility really is that city budget taxpayer money so and then how it gets dispersed and how we feel is best suited to serve the community for the here and in the future so it's truly the answer is overseeing taxpayer money uh, but then there's all then there's all these other facets and these things that fall down from there and that's where a lot of times you hear a lot of the community members and constituents get involved in it, whether it's with development, whether it's with street work, snow removal, things along those lines. But ultimately, the answer is overseeing taxpayer money and how to better serve the community with it. So when it comes to, for instance, a city budget, is the city budget drawn up by the council? Uh, or is it drawn up by somebody else and you tweak it and, then, and ultimately approve it? Uh, that it would that's a great question so it is it it's by the leadership of the mayor and so every mayor i've gone through a few mayors and different leadership even as i said on the county board has a different approach on this like how involved do they get the city alders ultimately the voting power sits within the council body the mayor cannot vote but the mayor does present so he has to be very good at um, delivering his vision and how he sees and how this works. And, uh, but the power of the vote sits within the council body and the, the power also is amendments. You know, we can make amendments to what is presented to, to us. If we feel it just quite isn't in line with how we absorb the community and the direction it goes. So that's why it's very important that we start making the connections with the community and also with each of the departments. You know, you don't want to come in and start say, this is how I think you need to run public work. So these are decisions that you need to make when that's not our everyday job. So um, it is the mayor who draws up the budget by his own fashion. Very good. Yeah. CJ, I'll, I'll put this to you first and then uh, Melissa, feel free to, to join in. Uh, CJ, how would you characterize the way in which the city council functions in terms of working together? That is the members of the city council. Uh, how do you work together? What kind of relationship uh, is there? And I'm especially yeah. interested to know if you see it as a, a body of individuals that reflects some of the polarization that we see so much in so many other 
political and societal uh, arenas right now? Yeah, I mean, the body we have right now, it, it's very diverse. It, it's a good representation of our city, um, whether it be age, race, religion, ideas, there's a lot going on there. And we get along well. We do get along very, very well. Um, obviously, we're limited by by state statute, how much we can discuss and engage with outside of open meetings. But we often are at the same community events. We talk to each other going forward. Anybody who is really starting to get politically engaged in the city of Racine tends to shine out pretty soon. We get to know each other. For being a, a city, we tend to feel like a small town. Our community is open. It's very engaging. And people communicate with each other fluidly. Very good. Anything to add, Melissa? Yeah, I, I, I would like to just make a statement of your word choice of polarization, because oftentimes it's used even felt when we think of federally even state and, you know, how much does it bleed down locally? And I just want to say you feel polarization when you do not have connections. And so oftentimes when you get to know people, the things that you disagree on become further away and or they become more accepted. So my encouragement has been, even with those that sit you know, serve along with me uh, is really get to know each other at a personal level. Let's not objectify anyone because when we do that, then that polarization feeling starts to happen, but let's humanize them and uh, just realize we're all here and we're all on our survival journey and uh, make those connections. And it happens not only with the topics that we have to discuss together, it's just understanding people's life's journey to pull us together and then you feel less of that polarization. Very good. Absolutely. I'm just curious, CJ, uh, again, you and your mother both mm -hmm. serve on the city council right now. Yep. Uh, how often do you find yourself that is the two of you in perfect alignment when it comes to a particular question versus a question in which maybe you see things very, very differently. The uh, blithe assumption that probably a lot of people would make is that um, you are more alike than you are different from each other and probably see things very similarly, but are there occasions and are there maybe plenty of occasions when in fact you are on opposite sides of a given question or a given choice? That's a good question. I, I did think about that going in, that people might have the assumption that me and my mother will be on the same page all the time. However, me and my mother grew up arguing. So we are very accustomed to being at odds when it comes to certain topics. And even though those previous topics may have been childish, but that still carries in. If we come across a disagreement, we are not afraid to disagree with each other, but also to share our points back and forth. So there has been times where there's been a little bit of a difference, but we're able to come to a conclusion at the end just by talking it out, which is perfect. It's what you want on a city council. You want to get out both sides and grievances and get to that conclusion point where everyone is comfortable. For those of you just joining us, I'm speaking with CJ Rouse and Melissa Caprelian, who are both on the Racine City Council. And they just also happen to be son and mother or mother and son. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're talking with them about what drew them to uh, public service in terms of the city council and what it's like to, uh, to sit on this particular board. Uh, CJ, remind me, when did you become elected to uh, the city council? April 20th, I was sworn in. That was this year. 
Okay, so you you are brand new to all of it. I am brand new. <laughs> so I'm going to direct this uh, next question to Melissa. Melissa, what difference has COVID-19 made in terms of the functioning of the city council and for that matter, the county board as well? What kind of a difference has it made to, to have meetings that I, I'm assuming to this day are still virtual, although maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, as someone who has experience that extends before the pandemic, what kind of difference, if any, has this made in the functioning of the board in your interaction and the nature of how you have worked together? Uh, I will start by saying that it has uh, made us adapt and realizing how much humans uh, have adapted over time and that we're no difference and uh, different from that. And that uh, change can be good. It was a struggle. The, the part that I think that made it the most challenging is that we were limited on how to connect with our to constituents. So and there their um, ability to access us became limited as well. And that's very frustrating because to be effective, you want to have the most means of access. And, uh, and when there's not that, then there's this assumption that it's not a transparent process. So that has created some challenges. However, with the, the ability to now go virtual, we are being able to touch a group of people who for whatever reason, schedule time, didn't know about it, um, have been able to get involved in their local government. We're now Facebook living our, our meetings and more access on the internet. And so with that, we've had more followers than I've ever seen in all this in the decade that um, I've been serving. So more people offering up their opinions. But I think there's still this hunger to get back into person. Um, there is the hybrid model that is taking place right now that some are allowed to go back at the county and then some can still be virtual if they would like and the city I think will soon right now we're still all virtual with the city but I believe that's the next step is to offer this hybrid model as well so if I think about how public serving might look like in the future for those who might not have the access and accessibility or freedom to be able to constantly leave to go to meetings because they can be long or drawn out or people maybe that have ADA issues could now be, could this opens up a whole possibility of something they could possibly do if this is where their passion lies. So, so there's some good and there's some bad that have happened. Very good. CJ Rouse, uh, you don't remember city council before COVID in the sense of you didn't sit on the city council before COVID, but as you uh, alluded to, as you first in, uh, introduced yourself, um, you have been very directly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, as of course have, have all of us to various degrees, but you mm -hmm. in, a, in a way that uh, I'm sure was, 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 was painful and difficult. Uh, as, as a member of the city council, what have you observed in terms of the impact of the pandemic, uh, specifically on the citizens of, of Racine? And uh, how do you view uh, our, our slow, uh, recovery from from that damage. Yeah, um, I definitely feel a lot of the pain that's coming from the community, whether it be people who have lost their job or people who are struggling from losing daycare, um, just trying to figure out how to get their kids to 
virtual school while they have to go to work. There's a lot of hardship going on around us, but there's also been a challenge of getting that line of communication where the city desperately wants to help our constituents, but are finding it difficult to connect with those who might need it the most. Um, but going forward, I think we have found, like my mother said, like all their Caprillion said, a great way to connect with a lot more people. I mean, we have had thousands of people watching videos of meetings that usually would be attended by maybe three or four people mm. at, at most. So we have the capability now to reach a lot more people. And I'm looking forward to how that transitions into the future where we're looking at possibly going back to in-person meetings at the end of July. Melissa, anything Thank you want to add? Yeah, change brings possibility. So I know there's a lot of hesitation with change a lot of times, but uh, ultimately change brings possibilities and opens up a lot of new doors. And when you're forced to make tough decisions like we are now, we find avenues that we might not have explored before. So as we return back to a sense of comfort and regain stability, as we just got a $46 million from the federal government to help stabilize ourselves, we can utilize those resources and new strategies that we have obtained now to be more efficient, to better serve our community, when then going forward, we'll have more resources to fund back to our normal state. Very good. By the way, when it has come to matters of, for instance, restaurants reopening at whatever level of capacity and so on. Uh, have those decisions been uh, at all the responsibility of, of the city council or have those decisions by and large come specifically from uh, Mayor Mason? And uh, has the city council had an opportunity to have uh, meaningful input on any of those uh, decisions, which of course, are, are difficult decisions and, and have all kinds of, of, of impact uh, on people's lives. Uh, I will first answer that by saying that both uh, CJ and myself have entered the city council when a lot of those decisions had already been made uh, prior to us coming aboard. But um, knowing that the um, Dottie K. Bowersox, who runs the city's health department, she really bared the weight on her shoulders as she followed the CDC guidelines and things like that. So that is really where the weight fell. And we do appreciate her guidance and uh, her knowledge that has helped lead us in here safely in Racine and to handle something as scary and strange as this pandemic has been for all of us. But um, ultimately, the city council was relieved of a lot of that pressure because it did fall within somebody else's responsibility. Yeah, we did have our own ordinance that was maintained and passed. But again, a lot of that came from the guidance and knowledge of, of Dottie Kay and the health department and the team that she brought in as well. Um, but for me and my mother, we only had one item to vote on and that was to repeal the, the mask mandate, but that was already going to happen by matter of executive order from the mayor anyways, so. Right, interesting. Yeah, this is, I mean, for most of us, an unprecedented event within our own lifetimes. And of course, we're mm -hmm. all trying to make our way as best we can, either uh, as individuals or, or those of you that uh, are entrusted with kind of the collective uh, 
common good of, 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 of safety for, for, for all of us. Uh, I'm curious, uh, when it comes to matters like they've torn up my street and these orange barrels are everywhere and nothing's happening, uh, sometimes that is a matter that is related to the city and sometimes it's not. Uh, I, uh, I just wonder, is the experience of being alderman uh, that that we kind of imagine that most every time the phone rings, it's because somebody is unhappy about something? And what uh, what uh, what do you do about that? What uh, what what is your role in those kind of interactions? CJ, let's start with you. Yeah, um, you're, you're pretty accurate, but it's it's pretty easy to get people to to recognize that you are there to help them, that you care about the issue that you're presenting with. And then once that happens, it's instant rapport. They're, they're happy to be working with you. They're happy to find somebody who's willing to talk with them. And most of the time we're just glorified secretaries. Our job is to direct that question and concern to the appropriate parties, to the appropriate departments. And that's something that our connections with our local de our departments, and it's why that's so important. We need to know who best serves, who do we contact, how can we get our constituents' issues and concerns addressed as fast as possible? And then once that happens, you, you build that support. I mean, sometimes you build friendships out of those communications. People are just looking for help. They're looking for support. And if you can offer it to them, they're happy. Anything to add, Melissa? Yeah, oftentimes uh, we are in the role of being perception changers. And uh, sometimes looking at those barrels can stir up a lot of frustration as, you know, it, it's making us have to detour longer paths or noise, dust, whatever it may be. And just uh, allowing people an opportunity to take a look at it a different way and looking at, you know, we're building, we're in a community that's actually building and improving. That's what those barrels mean. And so just, um, I would have to concur what, what CJ had stated about, we also are relationship builders. And so um, we may not have the answers, but what we do have is the connection. And I, I like to also instill that power with the people. So not only do I wanna make these connections for them, I want to give them the power to do it themselves so that they can feel comfortable in the city and know how to navigate it themselves without having the help of another. Right. By the way, as someone who sits on the city council and the county board, uh, I wish we had longer to talk about this, but how would you characterize the, the relationship between city government and county government? And how often do they find themselves, in a sense, at odds or uh, in, in, in situations where they need, they're sort of approaching the same situation or the same problem, but probably from different perspectives or maybe with different means of, 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 of approaching those problems. Greg, I wish we had more time as well, because I could go in many different directions with this one. Uh, so I have been on the city council just for a short time now. There hasn't been anything monstrous that has come up that I really could help um, bring the two and navigate 
together and bring unity. Uh, however, I can speak of something that I only served on the county board at the time for, and that was really bringing that uh, juvenile detention center. It was being proposed in the city of Racine, and I knew I know it made a lot of headlines and things like that. Unfortunately, I only sat on one side of uh, the table uh, during that time, but I can see if other things uh, move forward uh, like that, that there could definitely be a benefit working together. Um, I will say, just because I've been through different leadership, I think there is a hunger with uh, both the county leader and then also the city that um, they both have a really good heart and mind over the care and the well-being of the community. And I believe they went to school together at some point, the mayor and the county executive. So that does help a little bit. But I do feel that um, each one tries to uh, shine and uh, maybe tries to outshine another rather than realizing we're all in this together. Yeah. So it just takes a little more connections and maybe there'll be others who wanna serve dual roles too to kind of help bringing that unity together. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Before we let you go, I wanna to touch on the fact that June is Pride Month. And um, CJ, I know that this is, uh, this brings to mind some issues that are important to you and that directly impact you personally, individually. Um, why don't we just start with just with you kind of laying out who you are and, and what is really important for you in terms of, of, of your role on, on, on the city council, uh, the, the concerns that, that, uh, that, that you have. Yeah, um, so early on trying to figure out who I am, what what's normal, what feels right for me. Um, it was very helpful to have my mom, the support of my mom, knowing what she did in the past. I never for once would think that she would be doubtful or condemn how I was feeling, but I never quite knew how I was. Um, at first I came out just knowing that, well, I think I like boys and I like girls. And that's what I thought. And it evolved after learning into being pansexual and getting to know what that term means and getting to know what it means to connect with people based on personal relationships rather than strictly physical desires. And it helps me be more comfortable with who I am and having the support from my wife, from my family, from my city as well. And that's something I, I really think it's important that I can extend out is that idea that as a city, we care about our constituents, re or regardless of who they are, or what they're going through or how they represent. Because not only are we there to, to equally serve them, but to show that we care about them. This is our community. What makes us different is what makes us important and what makes us strong. So what is most important for you in terms of Racine doing yeah. even better than it has when it comes to some of these? I would say definitely mental health access. Sorry to interrupt. Um, it was buzzing in my mind. The mental health access for, for children going through this, um, suicide rates of LGBT plus students is, or of children is alarming. And that's something that we need to be alarmed with. And mental health access in our city can benefit so many areas, whether it be 
students going through their own understanding of their sexuality or orientation or students who have grown up with adverse childhood experiences who may need help addressing lagging skills and moving in towards a more comfortable life after they experienced trauma growing up. And that's something that we have physical example of, of quantitative evidence of in the city of Racine where we did that in Knapp Elementary School where partnering with United Way, we were able to bring them from the lowest ranking school in RUSD to the most improved school several years in a row by offering mental health support, support to the community. And while RUSD is a separate entity of the city of Racine, I think there's a lot we can learn from that and how we address our own constituents. Very good. Melissa, I can give you about a minute or so to follow up on anything that your son just said. Yeah, I it just I beam with pride hearing uh, what he has to say and that a lot of what I hope to have modeled that it came to life uh, within him. So I just would like to add a, a community development through compassion, care and empathy that might sound, you know, kind of flowery and warm, but there is there's a lot of science behind that. We're all through a survival. We're, we're going through a survival journey. And uh, if we all realize that working together and getting to know and social interactions make every the process a lot more doable and for our health, it'll bring us a lot further along and a lot more positivity happens from that. So um, I appreciate this opportunity to be able to share my son with you and just a little bit about uh, what our philosophies are. Very good. Melissa Cabralian and CJ Rouse both serve on Racine's City Council and Melissa is also a member of the Racine County Board. I am so grateful to both of you for making time in your respective schedules uh, to be part of this conversation and I hope we can have uh, future conversations as well. Very best wishes to you both and thank you again for being part of the morning show. Thank you very Great. much. I, well, I appreciate you. Thank you.